So we were thinking about resources and support for employees, but then also a place for them to go out and write about these things. And then you looked at it from an organization perspective and you're like, well, what can we provide to them so that these people will come forward to them sooner? We can't prevent, we can't, they can't make people act a certain way, but what they can do is start having these conversations with employees more often. Caution. Listening to this podcast may motivate you to make positive changes in your life, identify ways to accelerate your career trajectory, and develop a path towards financial freedom. This is the Career Meets World podcast, and I'm your host, Edward Gorbis, and I've spent the last 10 years focused on helping thousands of people advance their career while in parallel teaching a secret recipe to reach financial independence. And I'm here to share the untold stories of successful people and teach thousands of listeners how to develop a growth mindset. Our minds are malleable and everyone has the power to change their mindset through perseverance, dedication, and a passion for learning. So if you're ready to skyrocket your business and financial literacy, turn up the volume and let's dive right in. This is the Career Meets World podcast. Welcome back, podcast family. You know what time it is. We have an incredible guest with us today. Her name is Jana Morin, and she is the CEO and co-founder of a company called Speakfully, which is a platform to help employees and companies grow through the recording and sharing of uncomfortable experiences within the workplace. It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. And I want you to know that Speakfully is behind a movement to create psychologically safe environments through its documentation, reporting, and support services. And after experiencing workplace harassment herself, Jana channeled her passion for changing workplace culture by leveraging design and technology to create a platform that decodes the gray area by supporting individuals, human resource departments, and leadership to address and improve workplace issues by creating a safer work environment for all of us. What's up, Jana? It is so nice having you on the show today. I'm super excited to dive into a lot of fun different topics with you. But first and foremost, how are you? Uh, well, first, thank you for having me, Edward. I appreciate it. Um, how am I? I mean, I don't even know. How is anybody <laughs> right now? <laughs> I think it's like the question that everyone we used to say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. And now I think the normal is meh. I don't know, how how are we? Who knows? The pandemic definitely has thrown a wrench in, I feel like, um, the day-to-day answer to that. Because you just don't know, day-to-day. <laughs> Certainly, it's, uh, it's evolving yeah. every moment. And that right. being said, though, what I like about that question now is that people are a little bit more open to sharing how they truly feel. Right. It's, it's not your classic pass somebody in the hallway and they of course say, good, great. Okay. Move on. And you don't truly mm-hmm. care about what that person says. So right. there might be more. Right. It's not an automated, way. not an, ad, not an um, automated answer anymore. You know, like n- normally you would say, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Even if I wasn't, but yeah, now, now everyone is definitely more open to saying it, which yeah, it is refreshing, a little bit refreshing for sure. <laughs> for sure. Our subconscious yeah. wakes up a little bit and has to right. think about how it feels. Absolutely. For sure. So on that note, uh, 
given that we're all in an interesting state right now, you've been doing some great things this year in building out your company, your platform, speaking openly about your experiences in the workplace. And that's what I really want to learn about today and share mm -hmm. with people and share your story and understand who Jana is and yeah. how, how she's built out this great company called Speakfully. So mm -hmm. before we get into what you're doing, I, I want to make sure that we understand who you are and mm -hmm. what inspires you, right? You and I have talked about this a little bit before about understanding our why, right? Mm -hmm. And what's mm -hmm. driving us. So yeah. rather than yeah. just talking about the organization right now, let's just sure. talk about what brings inspiration into the work that you do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think, um, my inspiration, uh, really comes from, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of talking about platform, not platform, I've always, have, I have always had this drive to want to help people and bring purpose. That is what brought purpose to me is, I know a lot of people say that sounds cliche, but I truly do love the feeling of being able to help someone in any capacity that I can. Um, and I think that that has shown throughout just my career in general. Um, so I think that's, that's important. Um, what also drives me um, is, you know, having been in personal experiences of my own that weren't ideal. So my own um, experiences, I know what it feels like to be in these situations where you kind of feel lost and um, you aren't sure what to do and you need you, just this overwhelming feeling of kind of loneliness in some of these situations, specifically to your point in the workplace. And so again, you know, how can I help people? How can I make them not feel like that? Cause I, it was not a good feeling or what can I do to, um, make the next person who has to go through something like that and make it, I mean, I can't prevent it from happening, but how can I make it easier for them so that they don't feel, you know, um, alone a lot of the time is kind of is the, the feeling that I felt um, when I went through that in the workplace. So that motivates me and drives me um, in what in what I do in, in a normal, normal day, for sure. I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that as well. What What's interesting is that I know part of your story, obviously, comes from pre-pandemic days and you mentioned mm -hmm. that there's an element of loneliness and one i think you and i both can agree that loneliness exists in the workplace for a long time but i think mm -hmm. it's even more prevalent right now as people are sitting at home we lack this right. element of community everyone's yep. in a fear state so what do you recommend to people today right i think mm -hmm. you set yeah. on this mission to yeah. To some extent, overcome loneliness and empower mm -hmm. more people. But what's your recommendation right. for people to kind of combat that? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting because it changes day to day, you know? I mean, everyone, I feel like it's so crazy because you could feel one way today, a certain way, and the next day it's totally different. So it's trying to navigate that. But I mean, I think I personally live by myself. I'm, I'm single, live by myself. So I don't really have anyone around me period. I mean, I mean, I think people um, have their, their bubble that they might see one or two people outside or whatever that it might be. Um, so I definitely understand the isolation and loneliness in the pandemic. Um, and then also working remote, you know, you aren't seeing those people that you would normally see. Um, and so for me personally, exercise is like, 
a must. I have to do it. Or I, I mean, I feel like even the people that I speak to, coworkers, like they would know if I don't do it. Cause I just, my mood, you know, I think that it truly sets, um, at, physical or not physical, if, if, if it doesn't do anything to me, it's more about the mental. And I do think it significantly helps me just be able to be more positive in general. Um, so I would say uh, doing something to keep active. Um, and then as much as possible, even though sometimes it's hard, is you know ensuring that you're reaching out to people as well and trying to keep those communicate, keep that communication with your, whether it's friends and family so that you can have some of those conversations even though it might be over video, which isn't the same, <laughs> but it's better than nothing. Um, Cause you can kind of get stuck if you don't try to, you know, push to keep having those relationships. For sure. I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Yeah. The other thing I'd recommend to people is you mentioned two specific things. One exercise, the other one is mm -hmm. connecting with people. And oftentimes I find people saying, oh, I have too much stuff going on throughout the day. I can't do X, Y, and Z. I think if you're hearing this and you're that person, you probably need connection and exercise more than the next person. So carve out 15 minutes to exercise, start small, have one exactly. conversation a day maybe for 15, 20 minutes with somebody. Otherwise, uh, I think we're both seeing people dragged into the news, the noise that's going on right now. Oh. Yeah. And that's another thing too. I, I hear this out. Like I hear, I hear all the time people saying, I just have to turn off the news. Yes. Turn off the news, go do something. Cause it's not, I mean, at this point, there's certain things that we can do to try to help change those things, but we can only do so much. Um, and keeping care of yourself and making sure that you are going to be able to be motivated day to day is huge. And I, I can agree more about carving it out in your day and otherwise, and don't change it. Like, don't move it because people could easily say, oh, well, I have this, I'm going to move it to here and then just don't do it. So it's just making sure you stick to it and, and hold yourself accountable. And that's the hard part is the accountability. Exactly. I think so many people have a to-do list. I always recommend having a not to-do list as well. <laughs> right. <laughs> News is number one for me on that one. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, it can be intense. It definitely is. So short of the news, and we're definitely not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> right. You've right. done a really nice job of articulating your experience, especially recently. And you published a blog series that mm -hmm. lays out essentially what sparked your passion for building out what you've done at Speakfully and everything you're mm -hmm. kind of putting out into the world. So I'm curious if you could share a little bit about that experience, because it's yeah. so meaningful, it's so necessary for people to learn and understand and observe what's truly happening in the workplace and how right. we can improve it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I always joke and tell people that I could honestly talk about this for three, four hours because it is, I think the point of the story and then doing the blog series is that there are so many times where it's a lots of, a bunch of built up experiences to where people fully understand it and then say, oh, versus me just telling them one thing and then them being like, well, I mean, I can kind of see that being something, but, and then, but then you tell them the 10 to 20 other things and then they'll go, oh, oh my, you know, and then they, and then they have this big reaction. 
but so I always, I have like very many different versions of the way that I tell it based off of this, but yes, the blog series goes into it very specifically, but, um, for me, um, I had moved to a new city, um, was recruited to go to a new job, worked for a C-level employee, um, at an organization that was about 800 employees probably. Um, and, um, throughout my time there, initially, um, I felt great, you know, um, I felt like the development in my career is going to go great. I'm, I've, I'm always been the same, um, always, um, in regards to work. And that is, I, I like to work hard for my organization. I'm work hard, play hard, like let's get it done. And I am the same personality to everyone that I meet, whether they're my peer or not. Um, and it was going great for the first few months. I felt like, um, my boss had my, had good intentions for me in regards to where I could go and how I could build my, my career there. Um, and then about three or four months, three months, I would say after I, I was there, um, little things started happening where it made me feel uncomfortable. Um, and that, that says a lot coming from me, um, because, I'm, I'm, you know, I, you know, I can hang with anyone and I can really feel attention and I, and I feel like I can understand that through people. Um, and so when little instances started happening, uh, it just tri you know, triggered a red flag, I'd say for me initially. At first I would say, well, it's probably nothing. It's probably not a big deal. I'm just gonna go write about it, write down my experience because it just made me feel better. I'm like, I'm never going to look at it again. But that didn't happen. <laughs> I kept going back to that document. I kept going back and writing experience after experience. And it kind of like progressively got more intense when I had to navigate my, my um, uh, professional relationship with him because it was very, um, I had to change a lot of my personality a lot of times coming into work because I didn't know how he was gonna react. He, he took it too, um, anything that I did, he, uh, it directly impacted him um, in whatever capacity. So like I talked about through the blog, it was this really roller coaster of emotion and roller coaster of experiences that I was going through. Um, and it's a lot of the gray area. So I like to talk about like, there is lots of things that are black and white, very, very clear on what's right and what's wrong. There's lots of things that happen that are gray, and that's where you get a buildup of experiences, um, where that's where I think I feel like a lot of people get confused and not entirely sure what it is that they're experiencing. So that was kind of what I tried to relay through that and writing that so that people could kind of understand um, without having to sit and talk to me for three hours to tell them every single story. <laughs> uh, but I eventually ended up leaving there. Um, and that's, you know, that's when I kind of reflected a lot on like what I wish I would have had as an employee in that, in that time. Um, and then also what I wish the organization would have had in order for me to come forward sooner. So I think, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard, it was a hard time. And I really was surprised that I was in that situation. I never thought that I would be. No one ever, no one ever does. Um, but I for sure never thought that I was because my personality, I have a assertive personality. No one would do that to me. Why would, I would never let anyone do that to me. And so that's kind of where I think it gets, there can happen, that can happen a lot to people and they can all of a sudden be stuck in it and think, oh my God, how did I get here? Like what happened? 
it just happens so quickly. Thank you again for sharing that. I know uh, yeah. you've told that story many times and you've revisited, but I'm sure it's not mm -hmm. easy because again, this happens to a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it happens, I believe, mostly to women, but certainly there mm -hmm. are cases of workplace abuse when it comes to to men as well. So yeah, absolutely. Um, men or women listening, my goal is always to surface things that genuinely happen and we have to talk about them. Mm -hmm. That's the only way they mm -hmm. get better. So right. absolutely. So I think it's so important that you continue to share the story in different ways. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm -hmm. condense the three hour version, but right, uh, right. <laughs> you've done a great job of shedding light on it. Again, uh, certainly recommend reading Jana's blog posts that go into a lot more depth around all the details. That being said, it sparked a movement for you and a revelation. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. where you've channeled all this energy in a very, very positive way to help support other people and right. launch Speakfully. So can you talk about that journey, that realization and what really you're doing right now? Yeah, I would love to. Please. Um, yeah. So like I said, when I had left there, um, I mean, it was a, a six month journey after this of, of, you know, figuring out what I was going to do. Um, but I reflected obviously a lot after that experience on what, you know, what, 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 what do I wish I would have had? What do I wish the organization would have had? And and after reflecting on that a lot, that's kind of when me and one of my co-founders started having some conversations back and forth about a platform that would help um, others in that situation. Um, and so we went back and forth a lot on what that could look like. And one of the things that stuck out to him was the way that I went about and started writing about that, those experiences. Um, when I started to write about the first time something felt uncomfortable to me, um, I went and threw a bunch of info into Google Doc, um, threw in some screenshots. I had no idea what I was doing. I actually didn't even know why I was doing it. And I didn't know if I ever did need it, if I was even putting the right info in there. I didn't, I just, it just felt therapeutic, I think, or, you know, made me feel better. Um, and so that was one thing that stuck out to him. And so we started talking a lot about that and what we could do to help the employee side on that side of things. But then also, you know, what are the things that I felt when I was in it? I felt, like I said, alone. I needed validation that what I was going through actually was not okay. Um, and so we thought about those two things. Um, so we were thinking about resources and support for employees, but then also a place for them to go out and write about these things. And then you looked at it from an organization perspective and you're like, well, what can we provide to them so that these people will come forward to them sooner? We can't prevent, we can't, they can't make people act a certain way, but what they can do is start having these conversations with employees more often and we can, we can fuel them with that information by some real-time data and analytics so that the employees can understand that they are there. They are, you know, they are wanting to know what's going on because they start, they're having these conversations with us regularly. Um, I think that is one thing that happens a lot now is that I knew that the organization that I was at, I knew that they had a, a hotline. I knew that. And I knew that from the first day that I started when they go through the employee handbook. 
outside of that, there were no conversations about it, about that type of thing, about, you know, reporting anything outside of the, the annual training that they have, which seems, I mean, to me, it didn't seem very authentic and that they really, you know, were wanting to, not that they didn't want to know. I just don't think that it was something that occurred to them that they should be having these conversations regularly so that people feel more comfortable coming forward sooner um, before the day of exit, like in my case. <laughs> so I think that between that um, and then the employee side of things, we're trying to, to build those two together and try to make uh, it benefit both of them. Uh, and that's what Speakfully is. And that's how Speakfully was formed. And that, um, I mean, it wasn't like this, but you know, it. we actually have a product now and we have a platform that organizations can provide to their employees um, where they can start writing about any potential negative experiences that they have. They can, you know, there's some support and resources in there. There's some poll surveys, some feedback. So it's all these things. It's all to like, not all employees like to, um, to share in the same way, right? And all dependent on what they're going through too. Um, maybe they feel like sharing this particular topic this way, but maybe they like this particular topic, they feel okay with just sending a little feedback to the, it just depends on the situation that you're in. So we want to try to be able to try to provide as many options for the employees to submit that feedback and, and to show that they have a voice and speak up. Um, and again, give those real-time data and analytics to the organization so they can be more proactive versus being reactive with situations. It, it's so interesting that you share that and it all really started from a Word doc, short of the experience itself, mm -hmm. but- right. Yeah. It came from you finding the medium that worked for you, which at that time was mm -hmm. the Word doc, and then you mm -hmm. kind of spewed everything out on paper, and that turns into a product. So I yeah. do want to zoom in on that for just a second to highlight the fact, how do people come up with ideas for companies, for mm -hmm. their passions, is just by simple action, right? You right. could have spewed in that moment, not knowing what to right. do, but okay. Right. I'm going to yeah. take the the 2020 typewriter and basically write out everything that's coming from my mind. And then that mm -hmm. allowed you to feel better and realize how do I provide this platform for others? So if you're somebody right. thinking about building something, it might not come to you today. It might come through different experiences and that's how products get built. Yeah. You're just solving Absolutely. some sort of problem. And the problem is that we do not have a constructive kind of, proactive way to really enable people to speak up at work. Right. My right. personal experience, and, real quick, I'll, I'll share this, yeah. is that a lot of yeah. HR teams, people teams, they create maybe a scenario document that explains, here's what you can do in situation X. And those mm -hmm. situations are happening all the time. So if you hear it once right. a year at an annual, <clears throat> excuse me, at an annual event, you don't remember that you have that support system. Right, right. Yeah, 100%. And that's kind of where it comes from is like these things need to come up more often um, in conversations more often with um, HR teams and their employees so that they know that, they, that they're that they there. Because I mean, they, I again, it's not that I didn't know that they are there. It's not that they're not nice people because I like love my HR team. I thought they were great. It's just that I wasn't entirely sure what was going to happen 
when I did come forward, it was terrifying. So it's having these conversations so that people feel comfortable. And I think that it's doable. It's just, it takes some time to like build that. Hey there, listeners. I just wanted to pop in and let you know that as a part of Career Meets World, I am now taking on exclusive one-on-one clients who are hungry leaders or entrepreneurs and want to learn how to succeed under immense pressure. I believe that being an effective business leader is equal parts understanding your subconscious and developing and executing a personalized growth plan. These two aspects continually build upon each other and my coaching practice is designed to amplify your confidence levels and provide you a toolkit to thrive in any situation. Career Meets World is the ultimate achievement partner, and we support our clients with an always-on approach. So if you're ready to unleash your wildest leadership potential and take control of your success, find Career Meets World or me personally, Edward Gorbis, on LinkedIn and shoot me a short message about your goals with the title, Let's Start. And now it's time to get back to today's episode. So let's talk about the positive because the good thing is this platform exists now and companies are utilizing, people are finding their voice. Unfortunately, when Hopefully there weren't these situations when people needed to speak up. But that being said, you've right. created this platform. Does the platform enable people to share positive things that are happening or is it predominantly to share things that are challenging or where they feel uncomfortable? Um, it, it does allow them to do both. Um, the, 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 prev, the MVP, so when we started, it was primarily just writing about any negative experiences that you're having um, in the workplace or maybe... I don't even like to use necessarily negative because sometimes people just don't even know what it is. They just know it's something, right? So it's it's like, okay, this felt off or I'm not entirely sure what this was, but I'm gonna go put it here. And you know, again, maybe I'll never need it, whatever the case might be. But we that is primarily um, uh, what it, what the bulk of the product is, right? But then outside of that, we do have the ability for the employees to just go and write feedback whether it be positive, negative, neutral to the organizations um, also within the platform. Maybe it's just like a one-off thing, like, hey, you know, the meeting was run really well the other day. You know, I just wanted to give a shout out to your team. And so they can do that within the platform as well. Um, but the bulk of it is, you know, to, to um, write about your experiences and submit within the platform to the organization. Um, and the organization, in turn can kind of get a pulse of what's happening within the organization on that side of thing ahead of time, proactively versus when it's too late. Mm-hmm. Love it. So if somebody's listening right now, they're an individual working at a company, but that company doesn't use Speakfully, how could they potentially utilize the platform if they want to share mm-hmm. an experience that happened? They don't know what to make sense of it. Absolutely. So we have a free product as well. So people can go on to our website at www.speakly.com. They can sign up for a free account. Um, and they, as an employee, will still have the same um, the same features that they would if they were in the org. They obviously can't submit directly to the organization within the platform, um, but then they can actually export it for their own records and they can actually then submit it to the organization on their own if they feel to doing that um but we all we didn't want to not have a platform for people that are going through this if their organization doesn't have it 
Um, we wanted to still be able to give them um, something to help in a time where they are unsure, you know, of what's going on. So they have some resources in there as well. Um, and then they can, can also go and write about their experiences the same way. That's great. Uh, I love that you've built that and enabled people to, again, yeah. at least voice what's happening and right. go back to their people or HR team and communicate with mm -hmm. them in a constructive manner. Um, mm -hmm. It's the only way we can improve the workplace. What Absolutely. are you seeing today with the remote workforce in terms okay. of, look, without getting into details about the type of things that we might have seen at in the former workplace when we went into the office, right. mm -hmm. what experiences are people having today that they might not even be aware of, but are worth surfacing? Yeah. yeah so what's interesting now is that I feel like um, because we're remote, it isn't making any of the problems, it's not making it any of the problems not go away. It's just like presenting them differently now. Right. So like before there, you know, you were in the workplace and they were presented to you in a certain way. It's these things aren't not aren't not happening now. It's just presented differently. And so I think what's interesting now is that when you went to work, you had a separate space and you were in the office, you weren't in your home and, and you could separate your personal and no one you didn't have to say anything personal or you didn't have to show anyone your home. You didn't have to, you know, it, and now, and now we have these Zoom calls and all of them are on video. And now your world of whether your kids are coming up, someone might not even knew you had kids and then they can see the background and they can see. So then it just gives more fuel potential, potentially for bullying um, or, you know, people starting to have judgment on you in regards to where you live, your family life, where you can separate those much easier before. Um, so I think that that's different um, and that's interesting and lots of times something I wouldn't have necessarily thought about. Um, and, you know, there also is a lot of the same stuff. So a lot of my experience was over email, um, internal chat, uh, text messaging. That wasn't all in person, right? This is all still things that happen remotely. So you know, a lot of those things can still continue on and trickle over and might even be, I mean, that's happening even more now, those types of um, communication channels. So it, the possibility of, of um, any sort of toxic, you know, toxicity could happen um, along those, those lines as well. I like that. I personally, again, the type of business that I run where it's predominantly one-on-one -on -one working with individual clients um, and our companies. I don't necessarily feel the same type of corporate workplace environment where somebody right. might judge you by your background or what you're wearing or mm -hmm. what color pillow you mm -hmm. have on your couch. <laughs> by the way, I love your setup. So that oh, being thanks. <laughs> that being said, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, Jana has a lovely home. But I think those things are really interesting to isolate and recognize this transition and adapt and think about what things are unconscious for us in terms of how we might mm -hmm. judge or perceive or think about somebody mm -hmm. and really decide if that matters, right? Right. How right. we think about an individual 
in my opinion, does not need to be predicated on what's in the background of their home or where they live. Mm-hmm. Everyone has different kind of financial situations, but even right. now more than ever, we need empathy and compassion through what's happening. So again, Absolutely. I love the fact that you brought up those things, um, but I want to make sure that we really get to know you even more and really understand yeah. this drive and this thoughtfulness that comes into play as a leader, mm-hmm. right? So you've had these experiences at a company, you started Speakfully, um, but I always love to understand people's background and go way back and really sure. look into where where you garnered these leadership skills, right? Like what mm-hmm. were your first experiences, teenager, child, college? Like mm-hmm. when was the first time you realized like, okay, I, I like to lead. I am good at rallying people together and bringing up an idea and our product into the world. Yeah. Um. How old was I when I think so? I mean, I've always been um, very, um, God, what's even the word I'm looking for? I've always been very like bold, outgoing, like just, and I also really love humor a lot. And so I think that that's rallied in storytelling. I think I got that from my dad. My dad is a really good storyteller. And so when he is, you know, talking or telling a joke, he's really good at it. And so everyone's kind of like on their toes and it's just like one of those things. So I think that I got that from him um, in that I just like being able to tell a story and make people laugh. And so I think with that, and then um, that helps like build, you know, your confidence. Um, And I think outside of that, when it comes to, um, you know, work-wise, where I started to see that, I think that just being, taking initiative in any role that you're in, right? Especially no matter where you are um, and starting to see by doing that, being recognized for that, um, that motivated me. And I think that I just, I truly do love, um, I love the leadership type role to take because I just, I think that I can be very, um, I can read people pretty well in regards to how they're responding and acting to things. So I can, I can understand the by do by them, however they're acting or moving or not. <laughs> I know how to change the way that I am talking or approaching them. And so I think that that is kind of not fun, but kind of fun. Like it's kind of like this logic struggle. Like you're just trying to figure out someone and how you can get them to respond to you in the way that you want them to, or in, in a positive way. Um, so I do like the challenge in that. And I always have. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it came from when, I think it just came from when I was younger, because I've always been, you know, my mom will tell me when I was younger, like, I would never want to go to bed. I was like the one that just like wanted to hang out. And so she would, she's like, there'd be times where I would put you in your room. And then I'm talking like toddler, like four, three or four. And I put in your room, putting in bed. You kept trying to come out, and she like have to hold the door because I would just, I just was like no, I want to be like with people and hanging out. And, and then I would, she'd go in there later, and I would cry myself to sleep on the floor because that's the way that I am. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I think that's when I was young. I think, um, yeah, my my dad started it off, and and then kind of like they, my parents both are very 
also career driven and minded. And so I got that both. Um, they've always were never like, uh, we want grandkids, figure out your family. They were never like that. They were always like, you go figure out what you're doing for your career. You work hard at that, figure that out and everything else will come afterwards. But they've never been pressured in that sense. So they have been big contributors in that for sure. That's awesome. And it's so healthy to have that type of circumstance. And I think mm -hmm. you and I can both empathize that many people don't. Yeah, absolutely, yep. That being said, uh, I always say that, especially in the US, you don't need to be a product of your circumstance and you can change Correct. literally whatever you want. Whatever you want, yep, absolutely. And I've seen so many people um, that have overcome and I, I, I actually am amazed by some of, even some of the employees that have we have at Seekly, I'm just in awe of, you know, of their circumstances and where they are and how they've persevered and are, you know, are so successful. And yeah, I, I understand my privilege in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that transformation is, is possible. And I want to make sure that people understand who can help them, how they can find that type of help. So curious, who was the most, not, not necessarily an individual, it could be a group of people, but who were your biggest supporters growing up? Who'd you learn from the most? Um, really, who were your mentors? Yeah. Um, but, you know, like I kind of said, my parents were big advocates. I mean, even you read my blog series, I don't think I talked about it a ton, but they were the ones that helped me through that. They had experienced their own workplace issues before they understood the process, um, but they have been really big advocates um, career-wise and helped me um, throughout my entire career, regardless of just that one situation. Um, so those are huge. I would say that there were little, like just different managers throughout time um, that in their own rights um, were really helpful in those moments. I, I recall um, one boss who, she was so good at, um, she could, I could have done something wrong, like not in a super bad way, but something that she didn't agree with. And the way that she would present it to me, it sounded like I wanted to make the change. It, it, the way that she did it, it was so smooth and constructive that I'm like, God, and I wouldn't even think about it until after. And I'm like, God, she's good. Like, it's just not making it about me and me doing something that right. She'd be like, well, what do you think about this? And she just worded it really well. And so I always um, thought that was a really good trait to have as a leader to be able to, you know, word your things, word whatever you're trying to convey in a way that like they don't even understand, they, they might not even know that, you know, um, that it has anything negatively to impact them. I just think that it was a really good, she was really good at that. So there's just lots of little nuggets like that, I think throughout time. Certainly, and I think we all have various people, whether it be managers, right, family members, people we meet through different places that support us, mm -hmm. enable us. I think what you mentioned with this this former manager of yours, she's really mm -hmm. clearly good at seeding an idea and making it feel like it's yours. Right. Right. Yeah. It's a powerful skill to have. So I, I yeah, absolutely. So Jana, I appreciate you sharing all of that. And um, before we let you off the hook, as we do with all of our guests, we oh. always want to make sure we put you through the hot seat and ask you some fun-filled okay. questions. So. I want to make sure that you're ready. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Hit let's, it. 
Let's do this. I think right. I am. I think I am. <laughs> so if we were going to go to Hollywood right now and just okay. take down the Hollywood sign and you could replace it with one message, Ooh. what would you put up there? Um, one of my, what would I put up there? One message. Um, God, that's a good one. So there's, there's a couple that I think of, like if we're being like serious or if we're being like fun, but like, if we're being fun, like I always say this to who are all my friends. And so it's like a quote, it's like, I always say, you do you like you do you. And so that's what I would say. You do you period. Because I do think it's like, you do what you're going to do and get it done. I'm going to do me. You do you. So I would just say you do you. Love it. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Perfect answer. So uh, look, there is so much going on right now. And you and I both talked about this initially where we try to not consume news or negative information Mm -hmm. right now. So what are you personally consuming right now? Books, podcasts, newspapers, like journals? What do you enjoy consuming? I typically love, I do like reading blogs. I mean, to a certain extent, but I, I, I get into books, but I have to get like really engaged in order to stay with it. Um, right now I have it right here, actually. I am reading um, She Said by Jodi Cantor. Have you heard of this? It's I have not. The reporters, the reporters that um, break the sexual harassment story that helps like me too. So they broke the, the Harvey Weinstein um story and it's about how they did it and getting up to that point and it's really interesting um i just started it i'm not super far into it um but it it's just it's interesting how they got to that point and how they were able to 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 break that story so that's what i'm reading now i got it like two years ago so i'm finally starting to read it now um and then i i read i try to read like little nuggets here and there about um you know, like there's one in there about sales and the best way to be a good salesman because being from a, you know, a startup in a tech world, you got to learn the tricks of the trade. Um, and yeah, I mean, those those are the kinds of books that I find interesting. I like documentary type, like nonfiction type books like that. Awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. So last question for you. Yeah. We lift the curtain off the pandemic. Everyone's free to go roam around. Mm. Where's the first place you travel to? Ooh, first place I had traveled to. Um, oh God, so many, anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I would try to probably go somewhere where I could get there fairly quick, but it needs to be like sun and water and just culture. So like maybe somewhere in South America, um, like around like uh, like Honduras or like Guatemala, like the like the rainforesty, like, like that's my jam. Like I like those. those I love places. it. Definitely, uh, if you were to ask me that question, that's pretty much what I would say. I'm a huge yeah. fan of Costa Rica, Panama, Central America. Yeah, put me, yeah. Uh, so. I, just, I just went to Costa Rica in January, right before the pandemic. Luckily, that was when it was planned. I got it in before. That's awesome. Was what, uh, what was the location? Where did you stay or did you bop around? 
bopped around, flew into San Jose, and then traveled to that side of the coast, and then went to the other side of the coast, and then flew out of Liberia. Love it. I went on a 10-day, didn't know anyone, solo traveler, met all, all, 10 other solo travelers from all over the world, um, and then we went on this guided thing together, and it was the most fun trip I've ever had. Okay. I love that. Uh, yeah. Last question for you. <laughs> Which side of Costa Rica do you like the most? Pacific side or Caribbean? <gasps> oh. oh, they're so different. One's rainforest, one's not. I would say Caribbean, probably Caribbean. I just like the, to be on the water. And I mean, it was so hot. I like, I like heat. It was, much, it was a lot warmer. Awesome. Over there. Speaking yeah. of heat, you survived the hot seat. So, uh, and one final question for you i know uh there's plenty of people who have never had a voice and definitely want Mm -hmm. to share their stories Mm -hmm. speak up and your platform enables them to do so Mm -hmm. if they want to reach out to you personally what is the best way for them to get a hold of you yeah absolutely and i open anyone wanting to talk to me i you know i've talked to a lot of people as I've been expressing my journey and I do know that it's helpful. It makes you feel like you're not alone. Um, trust me, I get it. So anyone can reach out to me. You can either go on LinkedIn and um, look me up just by my name, Jana Morin. Um, otherwise you can email me directly at Jana at speakfully.com. Awesome. Please make sure to feel comfortable to reach out to Jana. As you can tell, she's an incredible human being and is very, very open and committed to her mission absolutely thank you so much of course and thank you jenna for joining us today and as we always say at career meets world go unleash your wildest potential thank you so much thank you so much take care i appreciate it hey thanks so much for listening to the career meets world podcast i would love to get to meet you there are a couple of ways we can connect You know I love my LinkedIn. Simply search for Career Meets World or Edward Gorbis and feel free to connect. Second is via Instagram at Career Meets World. And third is through our website. I have a special spot for you full of fun, free resources. All you have to do is go to careermeetsworld.com, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll provide you the free resources to help you boost your career and reach financial freedom. And if this podcast was helpful to you in any way, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us help more people. Simply tap the rate with five stars and leave a sentence with what you liked about the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, strengthening your growth mindset is your ticket to success. I'm Edward Gorbis, and we'll catch you on next week's episode.